You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Welcome everyone. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. I hope you're having an amazing week. I have a really cool guest on the podcast today. Her name's Lindsay Calla. Lindsay, say hi. Hi guys. Happy to be here. I want to give a picture of the first time I officially met you, which was for the Conscious Coconut event here yep. at Raw Republic. Yep. So we're recording here today at Raw Republic and we're back here. I'm sorry, we're, we're referencing this event that... Um, our mutual friend Danielle Conti came in town. She's the owner and the creator of Conscious Coconut. And we did a meditation and we talked about coconut oil and Lindsay, the beautiful Lindsay and her beautiful fiance walked in and you were wearing Manolos. Right. To the meditation <laughs> event. And I will never forget that because I think it's such a cool like combination of, of who you are. Like you had an amazing like you, you could go like straight into a Kundalini yoga class, like sort of like frock, but then Manolo's. And right. it was like so depicting of, of who I've like come to understand you are, which is just that you're all encompassing and and really welcoming of being all those things. Yeah, definitely. I think that's sort of a, whenever my fiance and I, we joke, like, we live in the French Quarter, we're talking about this, and, um, and I'm like, anytime we get to come uptown, we're like, yes, we're going uptown, so I'm like, I'm pulling my Manolos out for this, and, um, and I was just so excited, because I knew I was going to be meeting all of you guys, and I just was like, I just want to put heels on, because I lived in heels when I was in New York, like, I never took them off. Um, and so I guess like there's still part of that that's in me a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out fine. I was like, I just took my shoes yes. off and went into meditation <laughs> and that's that. But that's also like, I feel like the realness of what kind of like wellness has become now where like it has to kind of fit into your life and mm -hmm. you know, you don't necessarily have to like become this, um, bohemian spirit that is barefoot to enjoy all these things. So, so true. Yeah. So for people who are not familiar with you and your product, you give us a background Mm -hmm. on like what started you into first of all working for yourself yeah um it's been a crazy journey uh I started out in the fashion industry in New York um and so I moved there after going to college and it was kind of that time when Devil Wears Prada was, was kind of popular in the hills and it was like working for a magazine was like sort of like everybody's dream job and uh, so that's what you were doing you're working for a magazine I for a cosmopolitan okay. magazine and mm -hmm. 17 magazine um and that was my job i was in charge of the fashion closet uh and it what was does that yeah, even mean crazy i mean all the shoots run out of there racks of clothes come in for the run-throughs like i mean it is very much similar to like anne hathaway <laughs> and uh and so i was like manning this fashion closet um and then the recession hit and there was like no job movement. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I'm gonna be manning this fashion closet for like years, I can't do this anymore. Um, so I kind of just had like quit my dream job. And um, I, there were a couple of girls that had come in and they were just starting to blog and they were trying to pitch the magazine editors on this topic and nobody had heard of blogs before. And it really wasn't happening. And I saw them do it and I kind of sparked my interest. Um, and I had pitched it myself to the Cosmo team and it was just too soon. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, a boyfriend at the time who was Australian and he was moving back to Sydney and I was like, well, I'll come. And I just literally quit my job and moved to Sydney for six months and regrouped. Uh, and then when I got back, I started blogging. Um, 
and it was fantastic. You, you did nothing in Sydney for six months. No, nothing. I mean, it was summer there. It was January, and I got there, and I just traveled. But I had worked so so much. Like I had worked myself to like appendicitis. Is yes. how much I was working in New York. So I was really unhealthy. But it was like I was cutting my teeth. You know, I was like getting all of my contacts down. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those contacts who still give me opportunities today. So it was one of those things where I was like, this was great foundation. Yeah. But it ran me into the ground, and uh, and New York kind of was at a standstill because the recession and everything mm-hmm. was all crazy um and so well, I first of all props to you for not only leaving because I think that leaving is it was kind of glorified now mm-hmm. but the most important th- like message of that is that you took six months to yourself not right. worrying or wondering or or being afraid and just just asking like what does Lindsay need now and that yeah. was the answer and that's it and not really and realizing too that because now, like you were saying, like with millennials and all that, they tend to take a lot of time or they tend to want to work for themselves. And this was like 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. I to date myself too much. But um, that really was like you followed more of a path and that mm-hmm. was all that you kind of thought, or at least in my world. So for me, that was like very freeing and I got a chance to really like find out what my true passion was. I never had a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, and it also gave me time to travel and expose myself to new people mm-hmm. and realize that like New York City wasn't everything either because mm-hmm. at the time it felt like everything swirled around that city and yeah. all the opportunity in the world. Now I'm much more mindful and now I take a lot of time to myself and I prioritize. But back then, myself was the least priority. Mm-hmm. It was like, how am I going to get ahead? And right. how am I going to be in this world? Right. Um, what is my career? Oh my gosh. you know. So uh, And as soon as I took that leap, I was like, okay, wait, nothing fell apart. The world didn't fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like better things came together. So uh, now I know learning those lessons that like you can take those leaps and you won't fall on your face too much. Yes. It actually like opens up more opportunities yes. and kind of realizing that time encompasses something that's much different than you think it does, right? Yes. Like we have a tendency to be like, oh, if we don't do it tomorrow, like you just realize that time just... everything falls into place when it's meant to yes um so that was kind of how I fell into it and then so I had some great success with fashion blogging and then I kind of changed a bit I Mm -hmm. sort of think it was like my Saturn return Mm -hmm. um and I was starting to like not want to dress up as much anymore I mean I would like dress to the nines you know I was like decked (laughs) out um so your first your first like entrance into this into blogging was fashion blogging yeah okay mm-hmm. so you had a fashion blog I had a fashion blog I was doing that rode that whole wave I was in like a series of tv commercials and it was like the first time a blogger had ever been in a tv commercial and it was like all this amazing abundance was coming to me um wow. in that way yeah it was really fun it was it was a it was an amazing journey and it was my first time actually working for myself as well so mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes but I also learned a lot from that mm-hmm. um and then it was just kind of like the dust kind of settled from like this amazing high. Yeah. And that was also the first time that I realized that like there's so much cyclical nature in success and failure. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was like devastating because I feel like I reached this point and then it, things kind of just like quieted down. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> and um, and so in that period, I was like, I left New York again. Yeah. You know, because I had been, I came back from Sydney, lived in New York again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I left New York again. New York has always been this like weird relationship. Um. And, uh, and then I switched to fitness and wellness because I found myself, I ended up moving to New Orleans. I met Chris, my fiance, um, and I just wanted to be more chill. Like I almost yeah. slipped into this like meditative state in New Orleans mm-hmm. because it was so much more quiet and I had time to create and I was surrounded by, like this was like four or five years ago mm-hmm. that I was kind of coming down to New Orleans and 
there was just so much great energy here. Like mm-hmm. I just felt it. It was almost like I could like grab it. Yeah. Um, and I took that energy and turned it into like a ton of creativity and like completely like rebranded. Um, and then that's kind of led me into where I am today. So yes. yeah, it's wild. That's wow. Such a good uh, explanation of your story. Yeah. It's, it's as though you have really grasped what's happened on an energetic level so that you can kind of see. And, you know, we always say I've made mistakes, I've failed and all these things, but really without the ebbs and flows of the naturalness of living, Mm -hmm. we don't experience. Right. So it's really, it's, it's like, and then you can look back. You can always look back and see how the points aligned for right. you to be exactly where you needed to be, to be exactly where you are today, to be with the people that you're with and to be doing what you're doing, yeah. right? Without every single one of those points, right. you would not be here. So no, it's, it's, it's a success in every measure, usually. Yeah, it is. And you kind of have to, and I don't know if that's a maturity thing or if it's just um, an energy thing that's shifted for me. But because when I came down to New Orleans, I, I never did yoga when I was in New York. Like never, I was like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And mm-hmm. I just walked the whole time, like in my heels, you know, oh, so it was like, you know, that was it. I, I can't didn't walk for five minutes in heels. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I'm like, not, you know, my feet aren't like bumbled up and, <laughs> but I was like, I just, you know, it was just the way you did things in New York. You're just so busy and I never would be in my apartment and I would mm-hmm. carry my shoes and I would wear them down. Like I'd get these Manolos and I'd like wear them down to the point where I couldn't wear them anymore. Um, but then I came down here and I was like, I have time to do yoga. Let me try this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the yoga studios here are so beautiful and mm-hmm. it just, it literally came to my life when I needed it. Yes. Um, and that sort of put me on a way different path energetically, which I don't think I realized at first, but it wasn't until I started doing Ashtanga yoga that it really started to like m- change my mindset or energetically interesting yeah which is crazy um you think that it was specifically the practice the way that it's designed mm-hmm. that changed your mindset yeah yeah because I was doing a lot of vinyasa and uh-huh. power yoga and I would be able to check out in class because I could just listen mm-hmm. and do and I wasn't actually checking into myself I was like doing it much more for like a physical benefit mm-hmm. and you know and then I started to do Ashtanga and I was like, oh, wait, I have to breathe. I have to remember to breathe. I have to count. Like it's my source. So it's like you, nobody's leading you. You mm-hmm. have to memorize the sequence. And then I like the sequence was coming together for me. Like I realized why the teachers were putting this pose after this pose and, you know, the rigidness of that. It gave me like a bit of structure um, because I'm, you know, I don't go to an office every day, really. Like my days are different. So that structure, I think, was good. But just the the meditative quality of breathing and having mm-hmm. to count your own breath set, I think, kind of just opened up this whole new way of thinking. And it just is much more slow and like things are going to be okay and yes. start to be interested in that world a bit more. Um, so that was like a big shift for me yeah. energetically here. Is it, is it because in your everyday life you recognized that you are the leader and the guide for your breath? you know that's that's a new concept for me so I know it sounds kind of weird Mm -hmm. but for something that reminds you that you have an opportunity to take a moment and breathe for yourself that's pretty extraordinary yeah it is and I I never had great breath (laughs) like that sounds so crazy to Mm -hmm. say but I never was I always was like a very shallow and still am sometimes like a really shallow anxious breather Mm -hmm. because when in that early time in my 20s when I was working really hard in New York I had a lot of anxiety and it manifested into like sleep issues Mm -hmm. and night terrors. 
Um, and what I realize now is that that breath work and yoga is helping with all of that. And it's just basically taking the time for yourself that it's okay to treat yourself to these things because like we sort of have, there's an amazing magazine. Um, it's called tricycle. Mm-hmm. It's a Buddhist magazine, but it's much about more like taking kind of those concepts and bringing it to modern life. But the, uh, the uh, articles are so well written. Anyway, there's a, there was a story that I was reading about this woman that was like struggling with how we perceive our day and we don't think that we did anything worthwhile like gardening or yoga and we start to count that as like our day was a failure because it didn't contribute to like our money or our work Mm -hmm. or like getting ahead in some way yeah and she was like why can't looking after my plants be a productive day you know and that was sort of like a shift for me I was like you know what yeah like it it, just because I didn't conquer the world today it doesn't mean that it wasn't a worthwhile day you potentially conquered the world for that plant yes I know exactly and I used to kill all my plants actually they're doing really well this year and I was like I'm getting there Um, actually my neighbor caught me like singing to my hibiscus tree and I was like oh my god I can't believe this this person but um but there's it was like it had like these bugs on it and I was like trying to bring it back and and it did come back actually um, but that's been a big thing is I always used to like feel like I couldn't everything that I did had to contribute to something yes. and to somebody else and and I was just on a retreat actually and um and this guy kind of read my energy kind of so differently than anybody else and he was like you're giving so much mm-hmm. like literally he like took like my stomach and like exploded it out of his hands and was like that's how much energy I'm getting from you mm-hmm. and I thought and I said to him really because I think I'm not giving enough I think I'm not giving enough people enough, you know? And um, it was an interesting thing to kind of see how that energy mm-hmm. and really like, kind of coming back and going like, yeah, maybe I am giving too much. Like maybe I do need to make sure that I'm doing enough for mm-hmm. myself or, you know, those things. Yeah. Um, I think that there are, there are always great pieces of advice to me that say to surrender more mm-hmm. and to love yourself more. Right. And, when you can do that without abandon, without right. without being afraid that, again, you're going to fall off the face of the earth if you take time to yourself or you right. take those moments to breathe or your business is going to fall apart or your relationship is going to fall apart because you don't have that mind chatter or right. that constant worry, but really to just be, because there's no one that would be on vacation for the rest of their life. Right. They would choose to get up and to do something for someone else. Yeah. They would choose to get up and to have right. an have a motivation for a business or for a creation mm-hmm. or an idea or something. Right. Um, so when we are being inspired to be so introspective, I think that there's a reason. Yeah. When we're being called to spend time with our plants. Right. There's something that needs nurturing. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to be able to like, give yourself the space to get your mind to open up to feel that intuition, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't do. Like, I'm a cancer, so I'm naturally intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some people, I think, that struggle with, like, getting their mind quiet enough to feel, like, those vibes and figure out what it is that makes them, you know, what it is that they need to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like because we're so constantly stimulated right. always yeah. right um one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because I look at your Instagram page and for a lot of people like Instagram for me is just kind of becoming more like website focused mm-hmm. just kind of a representation of where you're moving right. and I talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago 
I was looking, I looked at mine from an outsider's perspective and mm-hmm. I recognized that it wasn't what I wanted to put on to, into the universe. Right. It was like I was creating something just for the sake of needing to. Right. Because society says that I should mm-hmm. to promote myself and, and my business instead of something that inspires me and something that I think is beautiful. Right. And when I look at yours, I see the opposite. I see that you are so in tune with what you are releasing in a way that is, um, it looks like you're having fun. It looks like you have so much integrity with your pictures and your experiences. And, and that is something that I wanted to touch on with you because it's so refreshing. It's not, I don't look at your page and feel like, I have to post something. I don't right. look at I don't look at you as a businesswoman and think that I have to like get up and do something. Instead, I feel like I need to experience life more. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm so because you know when you're looking at your own stuff, you're always your worst <laughs> critic, right? So like I look at my own time and I'm like, blah, or you can constantly compare to other people. Mm-hmm. You know that's like the trap of mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, but I kind of like made that decision consciously because I felt the energetic shift about six months ago of people wanting to put less thought into it and do just the quality more quantity over quality mm-hmm. and I could tell that if you're looking at it from like a likes or a growth perspective like that was really popular and it mm-hmm. was trending but it just didn't feel right to me mm-hmm. and I just felt like you know everybody else is going that way and like I was like I want people to feel like when they come to the page that like they can breathe or mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day like people are putting so much value on this app and it's, it drives me crazy because there's so much pressure. And I mean, I get it all the time. Like I get it from like my management team or mm-hmm. I get it from outside people who are constantly like, oh, you just don't have enough followers. I can't even put you up for this or this. And it's so <laughs> frustrating because it, I kind of approach it the same way where I'm like, I want people to come and get an idea of who I am. And also, I also have these other outlets. So mm-hmm. it's for me, Instagram is not the end all be all. Right. And I've made peace with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely struggled with it for a really long time. I still do. Um, but I feel like I feel very happy about the amount of time that I spend creating something. And I think that for me is reflected too in like, you know, the beauty products that I'm choosing where if something's small batch, mm-hmm. I appreciate it more or, you know, taking, um, you know, reading a book as opposed to, you know, being on TV, like watching TV. So it's like, that's a reflection for me of like, this is getting too crazy. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I think people, and I want to attract the people that appreciate something that has put so much work into it. Yes. Um, and I don't like to like submit something in or show people stuff that is like off the cuff. So mm-hmm. sometimes like I won't post every day because I just am like, do what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm just mm-hmm. posting to post, right? right. Um, and maybe it affects my growth and maybe I'm not as popular mm-hmm. as, you know, but it's like, at the end of the day, this like, they don't, I don't even own this content that's on this app. Like I, there has to be something bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of been sort of my goal with like how to grow is like, how can I actually like reach people and help them? Because I don't want it to be something that's, you know, just fluff. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in the trend like move that way. And I was like, I had to like defend myself a lot for Mm -hmm. that approach. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think it's a fine line too, of having, figuring out how to monetize it and also keep your integrity and also keep your point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find that like, you know, that creative work brands will come to me or whoever wants to work with together or collaborate, uh, because they appreciate the effort. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that might swing back into that. And so like when I talk to people about social media, I'm like, you should, 
you should approach it that way. Like if somebody new comes to your site or your page, mm-hmm. like you should kind of know what you're about, right? And I think if you get caught in the fluff, it tends to all look the same to me because yes. it's like a homogenization of <laughs> this looks like it gets the most likes, like holding a puppy in a beautiful destination gets amazing likes, but like what everybody's holding puppies. What does it mean to you? Like, yeah, it's just like, then I see like 50 people holding puppies. And I'm like, I, I just can't, you know, like, so the one, the people that I love to follow are like, you know, the people that, um, like I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. so I really appreciate like a visual aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like if they're keeping their, their aesthetic, like really just, um, beautiful, like really dark mm-hmm. images where it like pops, where like the lights being used to shadow. Yeah. And, um, I think that that is something that I, I really believe in. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. I feel like I, I, you know, it, this Instagram thing is crazy and I feel the energy <laughs> from other people too, about how they don't know how to approach things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think there's this like Meaning hierarchy, like, like what, the, like how to approach, your... yeah, like how to approach how to use it for themselves, uh-huh. right? Like I think, and because you're getting a lot of people that now have a camera and now have the ability to create content, and mm-hmm. it's like the bar to entry is really low, and so you know to be to specialize in something these days is like almost not enough. Like you have to be like 50 people, you feel mm-hmm. to um, to compete. But I think that my eye tends to now be drawn towards somebody that has a point of view. Mm -hmm. And I really, really think that that's going to kind of, at the end of the day, be the most um, longevity. Like there's going to be a lot of longevity in Mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know if that properly explains it but well first of all I'm glad you got that off your chest yeah I know well it's you know I feel like I'm like well I talked about it actually on my on my blog like yesterday or something because like really yes because you know one thing that I think you know I try really hard to make sure that people know that when they come to my page, I'm not trying to portray my life that it's like that shiny and beautiful Mm -hmm. because it's, but it's because it's more about to me, the process of creating something beautiful that I love. And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm putting it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it it like, and capturing that moment and Mm -hmm. photography. And like, I think that's a beautiful art. Yeah. So that's why I'm sharing it. I'm not at all being like, this is my look. My life is perfectly put together because it's definitely not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, well, Lindsay, you're such a conscious creator that everyone knows that about you and you 100% get that from every single thing that you do. There's not even a question when you are in the experience of looking at your photography or looking, reading a, a post about an experience that you had. It's, so clear that it's so much more than just a picture right. and just a blog post. It's an experience of life. It's journalism. It's uh, it's creativity. It's um and and um it's you're prioritizing being you, mm-hmm. and it's so clear. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. That's so good to hear. It's. I mean, it's great to because sometimes when you're working for yourself, and you may know this, like you you can be in this room like all day and never see anybody. (laughs) And so like literally you're constantly like, okay, what am I doing? Where am I at? You know, am I reading people? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think too, a lot of like this stuff that we see on Instagram is it's a lot of it can be faked and a lot of it is, you know, so have people talk about this word authenticity a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, And, but I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, you got to put out what you love and Mm -hmm. get that tribe of people. Yes. And, um, even though that might not be what the masses are doing, I still think that there's people that appreciate it. Um, definitely. So, you know, I'm, because one day Instagram will just become a website for you. Yeah. And you will need to have that connection to who you are, what you're doing, what interests you so that the next platform can be just as 
your your messaging can be just as clear there. Right. Right. Because yeah. like, you know, there will be a time where which is I feel it's just it's moving toward that space mm-hmm. where it's just it's just a, a compilation. Right. It's just a it's just a um an outlet for content. Mm-hmm. And it's not um I, I don't I don't know. I feel the same way that you do. I feel that it's more important to be connected to what you're putting out there, whether or not, I mean, obviously, whether or not it's, you know, superficially liked or it increases your growth, Mm -hmm. who gives a shit at the end of the day if you're not happy doing what you're doing? And And you have to like, and you have to know your audience as well, because I think, you know, my audience tends to be a more older demographic. And when mm-hmm. I say older, I mean like not the like really young 13 year old millennial who <laughs> is very much obsessed with their phone. And so I think that when you, as you're growing and like some of my friends, they don't have, they're having babies and they are trying to work on themselves. They don't have the time to necessarily comment on everybody's posts, but they're mm-hmm. still like taking it in. Yeah. Um, and so, and I also think it's important to like be diverse and to have something tangible, you know, Mm -hmm. like use social media as a way to enhance your business or put out your vibe, but getting caught up in sort of that like downward self, you know, worth thing with it, I think is, it was a very dangerous, slippery slope. Yes. Um, Well, there's two ways that you can go about it. I think you can, it's either that you're posting because your business is your Instagram mm -hmm. or you are living your life and Instagram is just kind of, it's a way to, um, depict that in right. photos yeah so like there's a very big energetic difference in, yeah. in someone who's just posting for their Instagram business yeah and yeah. someone who is who has something outside of that where Instagram is just a reflection yeah that's important it's important to, to like not if for me I'm like I like to write and so I like to write for other outlets or I like to photograph for other things and like it's not like I have mentioned I heard overheard somebody talking about this I think it was another blogger and they were saying that instead of like trying to create content for their life they're creating their life to have content Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like you know we got to remember to live because (laughs) otherwise we're just you know and it's crazy to think about it it's gotten so crazy and I know you know a lot of people feel super insecure about it because they tie up their like self-worth in that number and it's um you know, I hate seeing that because I've, you know, I started blogging when it first started. So I've seen like how things shift yeah. and I still love my blog cause I can long form, right. And I think, you know, the, the characters that you can fit in an Instagram, like is almost isn't enough for me sometimes. I'm like, I've got so much to say, or yeah. I've got so many photos to share and these stories. And I just love storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like I think storytelling, like one of my favorite things to do is like go on a trip and like he be with somebody who tells me a story, mm-hmm. you know, like we had, we went out to Maui. Um, and if I was at this property, they had, a, it was the Ritz Carlton, um, in Maui. It was like a really large property. Hell yes, Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. But the, but the best part about that is they have a cultural, <laughs> imba- I know it sounds like I'm super glamorous, but it's, it's actually like, I'm usually schlepping on all these trips. Like I have like, you know, this backpack with all my lenses and like all this stuff. And like, but I'm so happy cause I'm creating. You deserve a Ritz Carlton. Yeah. For Manolos. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. For my Manolos. But the guy, he took us, uh, the, their cultural ambassador ended up taking us on the road to Hana. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, he is a, um, he, his blood runs Hawaiian. Like he is a true Hawaiian, you know, uh, Polynesian guy. And he is, uh, he had these stories and he took us on this eight hour trek through the road to Hana. And the stories that he told were just incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like 
these stories of the travel and that kind of wellness and how other cultures approach wellness is fascinating to me because this knowledge is something that, and I think we're lucky to have a renaissance with it right now, like kind of like the witch, you know, you Mm -hmm. know this, um, is like getting that knowledge and like sharing that with people because it's almost going to be lost if we don't, you know, like cultivate it and live by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the most amazing people that I've met are like, uh, there's a property you have to do. You have to go to this because you will love her. She um, she runs the spa, this little hotel in uh-huh. northern Italy, Austria border, and her whole entire spa Done. is run off of. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go. Like you will love this person. Her energy is so amazing. I have a whole list of places you need oh to go. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, but she she goes out in the mountains and she forages all the things that grow at the moment, and then she brings it back and creates the beauty list for the week. So the spa treatment that you get is like dependent on what the earth gives you. It's oh, amazing. It's yes. amazing. This place is called Castle Frogsberg. If any anybody is interested in going anyway but I had a chance to sit down with her through a translator because she really only spoke like this really interesting mix of like Italian and uh, German and just her stories of like keeping like foraging and how she brushed my hair with like this amethyst rock oh my god I can't remember if I told you the story last time I saw you um that she had picked up out of the earth on the summer solstice because there's a couple days between that Mm -hmm. and she was like this the energy that's in this rock is like so special right now and she like brushed my hair with this amethyst and I just was like oh there's this like the stories and the people you know and I just fell in love with that storytelling so you know for me I take a lot of trips because I want to just share that with people or at least like try to get them to take a trip or to try to you know open up there because travel I think is such a beautiful um lesson you know you always learn from uh, so not to segue off of our Instagram conversation, but that's kind of how I approach it is, is like, I just want to share, mm-hmm. um, and create something that's beautiful and put it out there that way because mm-hmm. I respond to visuals. And, but some people are all about, you know, the caption and the mm-hmm. photo doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on, I guess, what suits you. Yeah. Um, and just being but, true. Well, I love, I mean, again, I love the way that you talk about it because, it's so it's such a real interpretation of someone who can see beyond the here and now of what that medium means to our society. Right. And it's so important because the the way that society um, is absorbing this and the way that society is interacting with this is so on a mass consciousness level mm-hmm. is right. is so unhealthy. Yeah. And also dead like Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's like the difference between um using something that's freshly juiced or just pulled from the ground and then you know drying out the herb you know in a mechanical dehydrator and then keeping it in your pantry for four years and then using it right that's the difference it is and and I really I love because I view you as so successful in your business and in um being your your own boss and things like that and so I I'm so grateful that you have given that perspective on what you do. Yeah, and I think that's one thing I learned too is like what success looks like, you mm-hmm. know, because, and like the idea of like abundance and I was like, you know, like I used to, you know, think success can sometimes be tied up in so many material things or monetary things or certain goals. And then like as you start to like go through those cycles, you start to realize that sometimes those goals that you had when you get them, they don't look like what you thought it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of at this point where you're like, oh man, you know? And so you have to kind of be like real with yourself about what success looks like. And if success to you means I get to work for myself and be creative and I get to spend a lot of time with my fiance, that is successful. And that is like what we need to change about it. Because for some people it's 
I'm not successful unless I have 2 million Instagram followers mm-hmm. or I'm not successful until this, this, and this. And, yeah. um, and I see that conversation because I see how people react to me depending on whether or not they think that I have a lot of Instagram followers mm-hmm. or if I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you meet somebody and you can almost automatically tell how they perceive you. And mm-hmm. that bothers me because mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean that anybody's better than anybody else. Right. It really doesn't. And so it bothers me when people like use it as a gauge. Use it. Yes. Yeah. Because that hierarchy is so, it's so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I know that we always want to put hierarchy in everything. It's like human nature mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. but, um, it's so, so, so yeah. wrong and it's so negative. Uh, because so you, if yeah. you're, because if you're just doing what you love and you are happy and you are so cared for and you have created a life that you want mm-hmm. and you make decisions every day that are not based upon what someone else thinks that you should be doing, right. then that seems to hold a higher resonance once you've reached that point of knowing that Mm -hmm. you will never be happy trying to meet someone else's expectations you know once you've kind of reached that point where you know that there's never enough in that in the external world Mm -hmm. to give you that same feeling of that connection and that love of self and you fulfilling what is in your heart you know there's nothing to replace that no and it takes a while to get there and I think that you know, it's, those are the, that's the life and that's the cycles of life and those mm-hmm. lessons, you know, and you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and, and I hate to blame it on like a, not blame it, but like say like, oh, like I started to do yoga and then all of a sudden I opened up, but it's really not about that. It's about like, I gave myself the time to create mm-hmm. because you know, maybe I miss out on like going to a lot of events mm-hmm. in New York or, you know, I don't get to do certain things, but I was like, what, what were those things doing for me? Yeah. You know? And it was like, I felt like I was just going to, because I thought I had to go and yeah. do all these things. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, and when we had met, um, the, when we, you had the thing with conscious coconut and was such an amazing energy that night talking to her because she is so just exudes love about yeah, she and, does. and she approaches her business that way. Yes. And I was like, you know, I really took that lesson from her. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you do the same thing. I mean, it's like providing something with love Mm -hmm. that you feel like you just want to show people and like, you like have this space, come and use it if you want to. And and put that out there, I think is, um, I think that we're going to be moving into two sort of like success is very much a magnet, um, for people that want to help other people. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm even trying to be like, okay, how can I, you know, think about my business and also provide more to people Mm -hmm. and what can that turn into Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, because I think the constant, like getting in these cycles of like, it's all about me, me, me Mm -hmm. is, um, it's getting too much for people to see that every day. Yeah. I think people want to be engaged with something that affects them or is helpful to them. Right. And so they're definitely seeking connection. Yeah. And there's a lack of connection when, it's self-absorbent mm-hmm. in a way that is just for the sake of being liked. Right. So if, right. if you can, exactly, I mean, I'm totally on board with that. And, you know, I, I think that my goals in business are similar, mm-hmm. but again, it's a, it's a balance because yeah. I also do not provide, um, as great of content when I'm not cared for. So it's right. almost like that has to come first. Yeah. But not in true. a self-absorbent way and in, in a right. very like self-love way. Yeah. And it's true. You have to be in the right mind space because 
what you're putting out there can be so affected. And I can even see it myself. And sometimes when I create where I'm like, something was off that day mm-hmm. or, you know, something just wasn't right. And I got to look at that and yeah. try to, you know, see that because, well, especially because I'm like in a lot of the photos and like, you know, I can kind of read myself. Um, but you know, it's always good to check in and it's always like, it's okay to grow too. Like, I think, you know, when I had switched my platform over to wellness and fitness, mm-hmm and all of that stuff. Um, it, like there was a lot of people that just wanted to keep me in the box of this, like the TV commercials that I did. And like, mm-hmm. I had branded myself so well that it was almost like, Oh my gosh, I can't get away from this mm-hmm. person that I used to be. Cause I was that person. Um, and I got a lot of heat from people who just like, they want you to stay the same, mm-hmm. but you have to evolve and grow right. and that's authentic. Cause I think yes. inauthenticity is not growing yes. and being this one person. Yes. So I take, I tend to take a lot of risks in that and grow. And I tend to like, to like, you know, it might be a cancer treat to kind of like be shifting and do different things and like be a different person all mm-hmm. the time and take on like a new shell. Yeah. Um, but, but how can you not as a human? I know. Especially right. when you're experiencing all these things. Right. It would be inauthentic for you to be in, you know, Italy and, and experience wellness and to not bring that into... Yeah in some aspect into who you are or what you're sharing. Right. Right. Yeah. It would be inauthentic to say, okay, that didn't happen. That didn't really affect me. Right. I'm a fashion person. Right. Well, cause it's because everybody tells you that like you have to pick a brand and you have to pick a color and you got to pick mm-hmm. a thing. And it's like, I'm like, Oh, well, some days when I, or like when I'm in the Caribbean, I love blue, but when I'm mm-hmm. in the mountains, I love green. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, it's like, you know, I, I tend to shift with whatever yeah. like comes in my way and it's, it's difficult to, um, you know, if people say the same, I'm like, man, I don't know how you do it. I just mm-hmm. don't know how you do it because I get too excited by different things that yes. I want to share. Um, but well, haven't you me. found by now that what everyone else is saying is not really relevant information yeah. for you? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I used to take everybody's advice. Like if somebody told me something, I was like, Oh yes, that's mm-hmm. right. That's, yeah. that's the way of my life. Right. Um, now I'm much more like, I, all right, I'm listening to you, but I'm hearing myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and how I'm processing what you're telling me. And yes. then I'm really processing it to mm-hmm. see if whether or not that is right for me. Right. And I have made a lot of decisions. Like even when I send you that shift where they're like, just take some photos of your iPhone and you know, it doesn't have to be beautiful. And you know, and I was just like, no, no thanks. I'm yeah. just not like, I hear you. I hear you, but you know, um, no. Uh, so, but you know, it's, it's, it's part of kind of like personality, I guess. I'm to, so grateful for people like you. I'm so grateful that you have an internal compass that is pointing you in the direction closer to you because yeah. without that, there is to me, no life. And right. so I'm so grateful that you are. And if I can provide any of that inspiration for you to just keep doing what you're doing and to disregard what the external sources are saying, even, even when that is representative monetary wise, mm-hmm. like it's okay because right. like you staying true to you, it's will always, the universe always has your back. Yeah. You definitely. know, it does. Right. Can it, you think, can you think of like, um, I was going to ask you some some um, experiences that you've had where you've really trusted that internal voice and just like redirected or besides the kind of your um, your branding mm-hmm. because like shifting away from Instagram like what has been something that you can say is maybe that a lot of people don't know about you that was kind of like a magical moment that came about that you couldn't have planned yeah oh my gosh. Um, 
Gosh, you know, I think that I feel like I, um, well, I think my fiance coming into my life was a really big thing because I was like, you know, in New York and like it's hard to find, you know, you can't find anybody in New York. The energy is so different there. And when I met him, he was like this breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. and it was very different for me. And I was like, okay, you know, committing to that and leaving what my world was in New York Mm -hmm. and coming down here, that was like a big deal for me. Um, And that was also like this moment when I realized that I looked at like his life and the people that he surrounded himself with. And I was like, you know, this is really something special. And it's, and he does it in a way where like he's found his, his voice and his business through being himself. And he is some of that person that he is just a hundred percent himself, you know? Um, and so he's, and he's become like my backbone for everything that I do. And that was like, just this amazing moment of being like committing to him and and having a life with him and making him a part of it Mm -hmm. is like, it's made me like a better person to be able to care for somebody and like to grow together. Um, and so that's been really something that was, was really kind of changing for me because I never really like had, I had my relationships were not, um, ever like that meaningful Mm -hmm. because I was living this life of being like out and about and like, you know, to and from, Mm -hmm. and that was like never a constant. Yeah. Um, and so my intuition like kind of hit then when I met him, because I was like, there was just something that I was like, you know what, you really need to stick this through and really like make these, take these risks with him. Um, and that really, and it ended up being perfect. And now I know because we've kind of grown together and Mm -hmm. I like my love for him grows every year Mm -hmm. because you know, he's the right person and it's true. And, um, and it's kind of one of those things, there's like a saying that like, you know, the person that you meet that like makes your heart go wild and all of that, like, isn't really the right person. It's the person that comes around you and makes you feel calm. Yes. And like, while I can get both of those things with him, it was really the calmness. Oh that, my gosh. Yeah. And yes. I was like, oh, this feels easy. Mm-hmm. And there's one constant in my life, you know, mm-hmm. that is, that is really special. Yeah. Um, and so like relationships, my relationship with relationships mm-hmm. was a, something that I really looked at. Um, and then I think also, uh, you know, I think when I, I, I have recently had a, a really good shift, um, when we were, I was in Sedona for the winter solstice mm-hmm. at this really beautiful property called Miyamo. Um, and <laughs> I know this is, this you have Lindsay. to go here as well. Cause you love Sedona. <laughs> I know, but this, this place's energy is so amazing. And, um, we, there was a guy there who, uh, was from the Cree tribe and he was leading us into this, uh, beautiful ceremony where we were in this middle meditation cave. And, um, and he had these like mis- mixture of herbs and a giant eagle feather that had been like passed down to him. And we were like holding the feather around and, and telling stories and, um, and that whole trip for me, I had a couple of like energetic uh, readings and all of that. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest things, we, there was like a vision quest one. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to see anything. And I saw um, like a, a turtle and I saw a sailboat with waves and I saw the color um, purple and like all these things random, like randomly. But the woman that had read that and all the people that whole weekend, were, like my whole thing lesson was clarity of path. And so that, that kind of came in and I ended up having this little, um, tobacco, sorry, I'm jumping around in the story, but like all of this kind of goes together where they, they let you pick like a color and then they put tobacco in it and they tie it up and you're supposed to hold on to it and toss it out. Like my, uh, I picked the wind, which is interesting because in Ayurvedic, I'm in Nevada, so I'm like very wind dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, say your mantra and like throw it into the wind. And, uh, that whole trip was like this clarity of path because I was at a moment 
where I was like, I just, I'm not sure if this is right. And I really want to pursue this like wellness travel thing, but I just don't know if like this is right for me. And that trip kind of like sealed it because I was in this meditation cave and he passed, hands me the feather and I just like bawling. And I had no idea why I was crying. Like Mm -hmm. nothing was wrong. You know, there are people around me that like were there for a reason that had Mm -hmm. like badness in their life. And I just thought to myself, like, this is an energy, this is, is you're on the right path because everybody affirmed that to me in yes. every energy reading yeah. that, you know, you're doing the right thing and that clarity is there mm-hmm. and keep saying that to yourself. Um, most importantly, you knew. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was less about other people affirming and more about you being in such a quiet and right. connected space that you knew without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, this is where you're going. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think those experiences too, like I never was really the type of person that grew up like uh, wellness or into like the woo woo stuff that kind of like I love now. Yeah. But uh, when I've kept having like some experiences or meeting people that like, you know, come from like old tribes or they have all these really beautiful traditions and they bring you in on some of those and you're like, man, this stuff is really heavy. Yeah. And they're beautiful. And like, it's like, because like they've reached into like humanity's core and like found something that resonates and kept it, kept that tradition. Yeah. Um, and so when I started to have those experiences where like, Another one was, um, and let me know if I'm going too much on anything. I, I want to be in Sedona so badly know, right so now. This have person. To, we have to go to Sedona. It's, okay. it's the best place ever. But when I was, the same guy that was in Maui, he had taken us, they built the property um, back because there was a burial ground mm-hmm. um, that was really sacred to um, the Hawaiians. And so he would, he took us on in his golf cart and, uh, and we sat there and he sang this song and he was singing and he was like, I'm calling the ancestors and all that yeah. stuff. All of a sudden, a flock of like butterflies come around the <laughs> golf cart in a circle, leave, and then a flock of birds comes oh diving gosh. in. And after that, he was like, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. He's like, well, the fact that you picked up on that means that like you're you're sensing that energy of these other animals and the things. So yeah. that was when I started to really start to tune into nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and nature is I try to keep like a really big thing focused in my creativity as to what I'm putting out there yeah. because I find that like we most people are in an office all day so if I can give them like a photo of something out there that is mm-hmm. beautiful that maybe it will calm them a bit um, or like inspire them to reconnect with nature yeah. because that intuitiveness that I kind of realized about myself is like nature is a trigger for me and a happy mm-hmm. trigger mm-hmm. Um, and I want to try to prioritize that. Yes. And if that means like, you know, working for myself or like, you know, taking vacation, more vacations or having my entire work be related around nature, mm-hmm. like that's okay. Yes. Like it's okay. Like if I want to like, you know, quit this and like be a paddleboard champion, like, and just be on the water all the time. Like I would be your fine. biggest cheerleader. Like, right. Like how fun, like, yes. and why not? Why you know? not? So, you know, those people that you meet along the way, I think that, um, beat to their own drum and like really live that lifestyle no matter what are the most inspiring people yes. that I meet mm-hmm. because I find myself trying to stay not like, it's like, sometimes you do get, you see like 50 things on this feed and all of a sudden you love that because mm-hmm. you've seen it and you don't even know where that's coming from. Right. Like, I'm like, did I create that because it's truly coming from like my heart mm-hmm. or did I create that because it's coming from something I saw before? Yes. Um, and that's becoming difficult, I think, for people mm-hmm. to find their way mm-hmm. because they're too stimulated with triggers. So we actually like just cut our cable, um, and we try to read at Us night. Too. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been the most amazing well, thing. Well, we just, there was just nothing that was interesting right. on TV. Yeah. Ever. We didn't watch TV. I mean, yeah. we watch um, documentaries, Netflix. We have a Gaia subscription right. and 
everything that you need you always have access yeah, to but you do you yeah know, any of those shows too you can like find on hulu eventually yeah and that's kind of just like it opens me up and this was recent like this only happened like three yeah. weeks ago so i'm mm-hmm. still in the midst of like dealing with like no cable um but i've been trying to read more yeah. and just like fill my head with knowledge because yeah. i was finding that you know like my like vocabulary suffered and like everything like starts to suffer because <laughs> that you're meant not, something to you yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um and that being important. said like it's also okay if if you know you listeners are still whatever if you still like having your show it doesn't it doesn't oh, no, make it's totally it, fine yes. yeah yeah and it's, it's just about just about adding in like for you it was probably just an access point to say like it's forcing me to ask myself in the afternoon like what do I choose mm-hmm. to put in front of my eyes right. or in my brain yeah instead of just what is you know the media choosing for me yeah exactly and I think too like you know, there was so much this year that with, there was so much energy around the election and all that. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's hard not to get caught up in, in mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, I think the more that I can be alone with myself, the more I feel yeah. like things are truly coming from a place that's me. Yeah. Um, and of course there's always going to be trends and there's always gonna be things you're going to follow. But if you could try to keep that compass to be pointing in your direction, you know, yeah. um, that's important. So, you know, that's just like a, become a huge focus for me. And I will, and I will defend that, you know, to mm-hmm. people that are like, you know, you shouldn't be in new Orleans or you should be here. Or you should be there. I've just been like, this is what I feel. And mm-hmm. this is it. Um, there are because, no shoulds. No, no, there are no shoulds. And not everybody that people's experiences are, are different. And so right. their opinion of you and your experiences are going to be different. So, yeah. For it to, you know, advice is amazing and I really love like seeking out other people's opinions, but at the same time you have to kind of internally process it and like think about yourself too. So, you know, but this is all like new and learned and, you know, like I didn't like deal with any of this stuff. I was never this person, but you know, now I'm like, I try to do yoga. I try to be mindful about certain things because it's truly so important Mm -hmm. to create that balance in yourself. Yeah. For me, it's it's what brings happiness into every day. Mm-hmm. And I think to get here, you, you did have to go through the parts of it that you went through that weren't so comfortable and right. just made you question, why am I alive? Why, mm-hmm. what's like, what is this if not an experience to bring me joy and happiness? Yeah. So then you just, you start from there and then you just start building in and adding in things that do that for you. And you recognize like your vibration raises, you're happier more often, you're healthier more often. You, um, have a passion for life. You, you understand balance and boundaries and you can provide more for yourself and the people around you. Right. What are some other things that you do at home or have at home that are part of like this season's new experience or Mm -hmm. um, rituals or something that you're doing? Yeah. Well, it's been fun to be down in New Orleans now because the seasons are different, you know, and like Mm -hmm. that seasonal shift in the Northeast is so heavy. Yeah. And, um, and I think that one of the things that I've really enjoyed studying is the Ayurvedic kind of the doshas and Mm -hmm. trying to understand my constitution and trying to kind of live by that map a bit. And it's, I find it really uh, tough to understand. I can kind of like pinpoint the basics of it. Um, But that kind of leads my life into like, you know, choosing something warm. Like I'm very Vata dominant. So like Mm -hmm. I get cold a lot. And Mm -hmm. so like I used to just like 
complain about being cold. And I used to always think my mom used to be like, you're anemic, you know? And now I'm like, yeah, you know, and I was like, well, I think I just run cold. So yeah. now I make sure to like have tea in the morning mm-hmm. or like do Shiradara treatments and do a lot of things that, um, where do you do that? Well, I haven't found anybody in New Orleans. If you know somebody that's, is this that, the warm oil? This is the oil. Yeah. yeah. You have somebody. Okay. Well, my sister was just on the podcast and she just got back from India. Oh, okay. And so she had all of the Ayurvedic massages and yeah. experiences there. Um, yeah, we, we have to find someone. We have to find somebody to do yeah. that. Yeah, because it it's sounds, amazing. I mean, it's like life changing to get that thing like poured on your third <laughs> eye. And I just love the warm oil. Um, but I, so, you know, I'll try to um, we actually ended up converting our dining room into a yoga space um, because we weren't using it as we weren't entertaining. And, and we just moved the table to the front of the, you know, the house. And so we use that as a yoga space and I've made that like this little den and it's like mm-hmm. my space. And so I have some copal essence I brought back from Tulum um, and I have uh, some Is that in oils. an essential oil or is it no, something you burn? No, it's in a stick. Yeah, okay. so it's like an incense. Okay. Um, so like I'll, I have that and I have sage and I have some uh, sweet grass I brought back from Sedona. So I have that little collection of stuff. Um, and I just got some of these really beautiful Japanese candles from that Sunday shop, mm-hmm. which I love Sunday shop. Um, and so I started to practice... Um, um, yoga and candlelight because I was realizing that like the flicker of the candle like brought my attention. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing some research on it. That actually like is a thing, uh, like an ancient thing. Um, but uh, I found that that was really good. So I went through a phase of that where like instead of doing my yoga, because usually I'll do like two hours in the morning of mm-hmm. yoga from like nine to 11. Mm-hmm. But some days like it's just not possible to do that. <laughs> yeah, some days it's not possible to do two hours of That's yoga. That's crazy. I know. I have to have like a really, really good week to like be <laughs> consistent with it. So I'll, I'll do it that night. Like tonight, like today yeah. was kind of busy. So like tonight I'll maybe I'll do candlelight. So I've made time for that. Um, so your entire practice takes you two hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you're going to do it, you have to do it for two hours, basically. Yeah, no, not necessarily. It's just because I've been learning the primary series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to move through that as much as possible because it takes so it's taken my body so much to like kind of break down. Um, and those are also those were also some lessons because I had like some moments where like, you know, my shoulders would break down, but they were kind of rebuilding or you're like you're getting rid of this energy that you've had stored in your body for mm-hmm. like really a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was coming out in this like really intense yoga. So, um, you know, I'll do the the like two hours of yoga when I have the time because I'm trying to progress. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's not possible to do that every day. It's just how long the primary series takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can pick and choose from that primary series and do like of 20 minute practice or sun salutations mm-hmm. or something, just mm-hmm. something. And that was something that I learned through my teacher here, um, who was like, and I was like, I'm having trouble doing this primary series. So it takes so long. And like my body hurts. And he's like, just, it doesn't, you don't have to do the full thing. Like, don't get caught up in the perfection of this, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I have a, I am like, I have a bit of a, like a perfectionism thing where it's almost like procrastination leads to paralysis because you're trying to perfect too much. Yes. Um, I resonate with that. I'm sure a lot of people do. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not like I'm trying to create something that, you know, put out there something that's perfect. But in my mind, I'm like, you know, this has to be great, you know, or um, because I take responsibility for what I put out there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that that yoga stuff has helped me a little bit, too. And I'm still trying to, like, make sure that my practice is every day, something I do every day that doesn't have to be two hours long. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, but that's a ritual that I'll do. Um, We like to stroll a lot. Like right now, I'm like, I want to stroll the French Quarter and smell the jasmine. Mm-hmm. So like my old Instagram stories for like a, like a day or two was just like Jasmine mm-hmm. everywhere because 
I was like, I could smell it from a mile away. Um, so that's really important. And we read at night and mm-hmm. like before bed. Um, oh, and there's this amazing meditation app that I've been using uh, called Inscape. This mm-hmm. is, if you go to New York, you have to go to this place. It's so yes. beautiful. Uh, and so this woman's voice like leads me through a sleep meditation and I've Wonderful. become like dependent on her. Yeah. This is, and the sounds. So it's just like two to three minutes of breathing, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like pranayama and then like 20 minutes of, of sounds and it puts me right to sleep. So that's mm-hmm. become like a really beautiful ritual. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the basic stuff. Are there any, um, let's see any like, personal care products that you really like right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've, and I've any tried. of that as part of like a routine, like mm-hmm. a facial, cause I mean like yeah. people can't see you, but your skin is um, always amazing and glowing. I tried really, it's been something I've tried really hard because I've really dry skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know, I felt really, I was really conscious about what I was putting on my skin. And also that comes with like a, from a food perspective. And I'm so, I mean, I have like a sugar problem, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yes, I really am into, um, from a facial perspective and I haven't quite found this down here. Uh, what I, in New York, I would get microcurrent facials with oxygen and, um, she would do like a deep, like, a uh, what is that called? Where they sloth the skin off your face. Like it was like a deep exfoliation, <laughs> mm-hmm. microderm, but yeah. like very light. Um, and the, the microcurrent is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it like lifts your face up, picks it up off the floor. Um, I love led red light. That's something that I love. Um, if I can find that, like even a bed, like an led light bed mm-hmm. she had in her place. Um, but on a regular basis, I exfoliate, all my products are pretty like botanical driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll exfoliate or I'll cleanse with like a, like a sunflower oil infused, like kind of creamy cleanser. Um, and then I'll do, I'll exfoliate with, um, it's this product, French Girl Organics. Mm-hmm. And she has all that crushed powder. It's mm-hmm. basically like crushed flowers. Yeah. And you like sloth the skin off your face. So that's a very light exfoliator that I'll use every day. Um, and then I'll put on a serum. I really love this brand called Maya Chia. Um, she's out of Charleston and she's, her products are amazing. Uh, and it's got a lot of... Um, the highest concentration of like vitamin C and uh, all kinds of really amazing mm-hmm. ingredients that are like chia seed driven. So I've been using that as a serum. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I realized that like when I when I got rid of all the junk, yeah. you know, my skin was like, oh, I love this. I'm yes. happy. Yeah, yes. and I use a lot of um. You know what I love to do is do the facial steams with the f- dried flowers. I remember you telling me about that. I love yes. that. I love that. So I'll fill a bowl up and I'll put a towel over my head and let the like flowers steam my face and then I'll put a mask on mm-hmm. or I'll put the mask on and then steam my face. I've kind of like gotten to the point where I can try to do as much of a facial at home yeah. as I can because, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I'd love to say that I'm like religious with sunscreen, but I'm really not like, that's where my stuff falls apart. I don't believe in sunscreen, so it's okay. You don't No, really? Definitely yeah. not. No, I think that you're, I think that the sun interacts with your skin based on what's inside of your skin. Mm-hmm. So I think that the best protectant is what you eat right. and eating antioxidants and using, um, essential oils and antioxidants on your skin Mm -hmm. because we were intended to interact with the sun. Right. It was never, it was never that we were supposed to be in a cave 24 seven. Yeah. Um, I think that the healthy relationship is that, is that you are in the sun and in the, the natural elements regularly Mm -hmm. building that discourse and also eating from the earth in a way that, you know, that when it's heated interacts well with the sun. Right. Um, 
processed foods, petroleum-based products, those things do not. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what causes most problems. Right. It just, the sun brings it to the surface. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective. I've actually never heard someone talk about sunscreen in that way. I mean, I think, <laughs> because I think it's like a, that the, the SPF is like the hardest thing that I find to keep clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not perfect with my products by any means. Like I still love a lot of the products that are not like super botanical mm-hmm. nature driven. But um, sunscreen has always been like, my skin doesn't react well to it. Like anything yeah. that has sunscreen in it, my skin is like, oh, no, 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 I don't like yeah. this. Um, it's like really just, it's hard. So, mm. you know, I, I tend to not like make that a huge thing. If mm-hmm. it's in something that's a bonus, yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, I, I mean, my fiance and I watch, well, we did when we had TV, but we watched like a ton of Ancient Aliens, which is like a whole nother conversation. Yes. So I'm like kind of thinking to myself like, well, if we come from a different planet, then maybe that could see how the sun could affect us. Maybe we're just yeah. not mm-hmm. meant to be in the sun. But if we are truly like from this earth, then like we should really be used to the sun. Yeah. That could be a whole nother can <laughs> of worms. But I feel like, you know, that whole idea of like, uh, it was just down in Belize and I was um, in the jungle of Belize, like uh, researching something, a story uh, about like the plant healing there and like the shamans and the bush doctors and all of that. And, um, they the the amount of medicine that is concentrated in that area is so amazing and the 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 people that are healing down there are truly healing from like a very like shamanistic way Mm -hmm. where you know it is about that wellness approach where it's holistic and there are things that grow that you can identify and use on your skin and your body um and it all should be like symbiotic that we're Mm -hmm. all in this together and that you have to like pray to the plant to ask it for you know it's um it's uh, like permission to pick it. And if you yeah. don't, then it doesn't have its potency or that like this, they believe that like the sun um, at night, like a plant's energy, healing energy will go mm-hmm. into its roots. And then in the morning it comes back up after the dew has dried on the leaves mm-hmm. and that you're only supposed to pick in that point. Um, and this is a lot of like Mayan influence here, but uh, that type of stuff, it's like when you see like thousands of years, people have cultivated this relationship with mm-hmm. plants you're like, okay, this, like, why am I not following this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe because we have science or all these things that this is right for us right, right. now. Right. So, um, you are such a sponge for so sponge. much of what you're experiencing it. Yeah. and it's so amazing. And, um, I'm so excited that you are, you're filtering it. I think that you are a very good gauge for you and for what resonates with you. And you know that there's, you know, living in the United States, there will be a limitation to how much of everything that you learn can be incorporated. Mm-hmm. And to just keep it very fun and interesting and exploratory. Um, and that becomes the way that you share. And, and that's why people love the way that you share. Yeah, thanks. I think that, you know, but that takes like, it definitely hasn't always been something that I always naturally gravitated towards. So I was always, and my fiance is very much like that where he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily believe everything that he's told. He questions everything, mm-hmm. not in a negative way, but just in a like, I want to, you know, I want to see both sides of the story and that. And, and does all that. it work and for him? No. You know, like, and, what, like right. not everything is going to be like your truth. Yeah. Not everything is, you know, like there are many people who will say, you know, that this yoga practice healed them of, of X, but then their right. best friend will try that same yoga practice and do it every day and mm-hmm. not have that same benefit. Right. It's because it's really important for those frequencies and that energy to connect to right. you for them to be as effective in the same way. And it's just, it's just the same thing with, you know, diets. 
Yeah. If, right. if diets worked, if there was just a plan that everyone could follow, we'd all be in this optimal state of health. Yeah. But it takes so much connection to know what's right for you and your mm-hmm. body and your, your life experience. You yeah. know, we're all here to experience something different for some people that may be like a more luxurious mindset or, um, experience base and, and that can be more healing. And then mm-hmm. for other people, they may be called to be in the jungle and eat native foods and things like that. Right. And that may be more healing, Yeah, but it's, it's really just like tuning in. Yeah, it, it is. And that whole idea of healing too, is like, there are a lot of, uh, like beauty brands out there that like are not allowed to say the word healing because mm-hmm. like they're not allowed to make that claim, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's got, we've gotten to that point where like, you can't even say that anymore. And, um, you know, the guy that we went to go talk to the Bush doctor down there, he gets a lot of clients. I love that he's called the Bush doctor. Oh yeah. And I was like, can I call you a Bush doctor? Like, what do you want me to call you? And he was like, yeah, the Bush doctor's fine. Like literally we pulled up and it literally has like jungle remedies on like this wooden thing. And he was like scraping like this cat claw vine and uh, it was just, he was just wild. But he gets emails from people from Canada and the US mostly mm-hmm. because, you know, we've, they've done everything that they can and they want a little bit of holistic energy. Mm-hmm. Like um, Donna Karen's really good at that as well with her Urban Zen. Oh, yeah, I love Urban she Zen. does really amazing stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. with like, look, if you want to heal this way modernly, that's great, but mm-hmm. you can also have this as well to co- you know coincide with yes. that. So that's kind of the, the way that we need to think of things. I think we're really lucky at the moment to be in this like, a little bit of an awakened consciousness where mm-hmm. people are starting to go, I don't necessarily, like my mom's generation, like she never questioned anything. She always thought like, you know, cause her grandma had the TV dinner and that mm-hmm. was so convenient. And then they grew up packaged foods grew from there. And so for us, it's like, we're kind of questioning things a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and it's leading people to like, you know, and I think the trend of wellness is a, is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's not just a trend, you know, hopefully it's a, it becomes a way of life again. Yeah. Um, but I think like telling that story, I find it's just so fascinating because most people like don't hear that on a day-to-day basis. Like those stories are not um, clickbait. They're not, you know, they're not written to like, grab you and give you a bunch of like crap it's like they're you know they're stories that you have to like seek out one of my favorite authors is um wade davis mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of thing like he's he's gone and like actually he's like harvard educated and he's he's brilliant and he goes and stays with these vanishing cultures and like documents their stories and just like wow. some of the intuition that these people say that they used to have um that we don't really are in tune with i mean it's still there we just don't know how to like access it right yeah and so and most people don't have the time to cultivate that quiet to cultivate Mm -hmm. that yes so you know it's like all right and that's what kind of new orleans kind of brought out of me a bit is like it things are slow and like you know sometimes it drives you crazy but at the same time it's like nothing has changed the world is still there yeah anything it's you know it's changed my relationship with time a Mm -hmm. lot um but you have to seek out what what makes you 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 know and that's that's a good thing but it's like it all sounds well and good and like I feel like I could give this advice but I like I mean it's been such a struggle I mean it really has because you know (laughs) like we kind of like it was a new yeah Mm -hmm. it was a new like you know podcasts weren't really even around and um things like that and when there was so much there's a really amazing TED talk by Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Gilbert Mm -hmm. where she talks about creativity Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've listened to this one before where she talks I about say like, that I have. yeah, she's there's, um, she talks about how success and failure are ultimately the same because they both, they fling you in one direction or the other really extreme. Mm-hmm. And that the only way to find your balance is like to come back home and to be who you are because it's like people don't realize that success is like very jarring and it's like, 
most people from the outside are like, oh, they're so lucky. But there's a lot of energy that comes with success. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it sometimes isn't necessarily positive. Mm -hmm. And same, obviously, we all know that failure has its, you know, its goods and bads. But they're both so far out of your comfort Mm -hmm. zone and your balance. Yeah. Um, And so, like, for me, I'm like, okay, either way, whichever the chips fall, you know, that year or whatever, you know, it's like coming back to what recultivating. It's like those cycles are going to go on and on. Yes. Yes. so I think that those are just the lessons that I've learned and I'm just like, whatever at yeah. this point. I'm like, if something goes wrong, like it's probably for a reason yeah. or I have to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully when you come back home, that home is cultivated in a way that right. feels really good. Yeah. So that right. it's welcoming and, and supportive because that's all you have. Yes. It's ultimately yeah. all you have is that relationship with you that relationship that you have with whatever it is outside of you Mm -hmm. and then everything that brings you joy yes because that relationship with like the earth and the plants and all of that like is so like something that we don't focus on on our day-to-day life so like taking the time to water the plants or figuring that stuff out like do (laughs) it like do these things or come get a get an energy treatment or go to meditation and like it just makes you a better person and it gives you this space in your head to yeah. open up like it just does and I, I've caught I catch myself doing this all the time I mean I have those days where I'm like I hate everything I'm doing or it's not yeah. working or this is bad you know or whatever and or like you hear something from someone like there was a uh, a partnership that I did with somebody that was like super exciting to me and um and in the end like when we were coming to renew they were just like oh it's you know oh we don't find value like it's the quality of the work doesn't matter it's just all about like numbers 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 and popularity and I just was like okay I can walk away from this yes. and I feel fine about that yes. because if you don't appreciate that then you're not the right partner for me and exactly. you, you know so um and I kind of felt like this huge relief mm-hmm. after actually because I thought it would be like the worst thing ever I was like dreading whether or not like you know we were going to redo something or recollaborate and at the end of the day it's like okay you mm-hmm. know yeah um but people live in fear of that. They're yeah. like in fear of coming to grips with something that yes. gives them fear, I mm-hmm. guess, you know? So um, these are all just like lessons that I learned. And people told me this too. Like I had, you know, when I was going to my TV, like when I was on commercials and all that, I really wanted to be a TV host, you know? Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be on E and like mm-hmm. that kind of thing was like a dream. And uh, my agent in LA, and I had was really lucky to sign with like a really amazing agency. But, and then it just like, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't make it work. You know, it's the hardest thing in the world to be in LA and try to make that whole thing work. And, um, and he sat with me and he just said to me, like, you're going to go through so many cycles of these ups and downs. This is what this industry is. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying to you, like, be prepared because you're Mm going to have to go through these cycles. And yeah. And so like, and he told me that at the time and at the time I was like, you know, but like now I see what he's saying because like he didn't go anywhere. Nobody's anywhere. And you just don't know. Um, and I also think that like, you know, why I wasn't successful at that too is because a lot of the agents that were looking for TV and all that wanted somebody with like such a point of view. And I don't think I had that because mm-hmm. I was too like open. What's every, open to what everybody else wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really kind of have to believe in yourself, like nobody's business and be like, I don't care. I want to go have a TV show about like, you know, inter- interviewing vanishing cultures and like where, you know like overalls while yeah. doing it like who cares you know so um but where does that come from that comes from that I mean like really big deep connection with like what lights you up yeah 
And that, right. and then you can't, right. it's not a one-time conversation. No. That's, that's continuous. That's like doing little things. That's like experiencing little things. That man who came up with that concept most likely did tons of other things before that, just kind of getting to that point, that pearl mm-hmm. of, of insight. Okay, this is, you know, an encapsulation of what really lights me up. Right. But it takes a lot of like those doodlings and, you know, mm-hmm. the playing in nature and interviewing random people on, you know, a blog or a podcast that right. may or may not be, you know, your ultimate purpose. But it's a journey along the way where you've said yes to something that's inspiring to you over and over and over, mm-hmm. no matter what that may seem to look like as part of the plan. Right. But knowing that the part of it that is you is the part that brings you joy and that is cultivating greatness and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Your creativity has to come from a place that is cultivated within yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and everybody struggles. Even my mom was trying to get creative with something and she's like, I feel like everybody else is doing it. And like, you know, you struggle with stuff, you know? So, but it's true because you have to follow all these little leads and not be afraid to like, so I try to do that now. I try to like, you know, say yes to those opportunities as much as possible and mm-hmm. meet as many people, even though like I'm very much an introvert, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to do that. So it's hard for people. Like I find like it's, it's really easy. Like I was drawn to blogging cause I could like sit behind my computer mm-hmm. and write. I didn't have to necessarily like be out there, but, um, you know, I, and it, it takes a while and I still think I'm on that journey, but I'm much more in tune to a lot of things now, like shifts in nature or shifts in something or, um, recently randomly I've been seeing like the triple number thing or the angel numbers yes Uh angel numbers and it's been like a month and Mm -hmm. I've been seeing this like Mm -hmm. every time I look at the clock even before you walked out the door I was like oh my god this is on my phone again Mm -hmm. um and so like and I was like am I just really perceptive right now or am I you know um is it just a coincidence or whatever you want to think of it um but I do think too like I do think that like concentrating on breathing and moving through breath work and like figuring out like ashanga for me really cultivated that relationship with like all of myself mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I'm like now doing things that I didn't realize were possible and that takes a certain like discipline mm-hmm. um and like we're a lot of us really aren't disciplined anymore in a lot of things like yeah we tend to like give our attention to many things mm-hmm. and not discipline on one thing yeah. and it's like if you don't pay attention like you're flat on your face you know like you fall or whatever um so you know I think that like it's so easy to say and I also think it's easy to say because I tend to have like more because I work for myself I can create certain time for myself Mm -hmm. and I if I want to work tonight at 11 p.m I can you know but but, you created that but it created that Mm -hmm. right and that's the life and And everyone has that possibility yeah everybody does yeah really I mean it's you know when I talk to people that want to make that jump you know it it is like the mo- the best thing you can do for yourself because you have to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're thinking about it or you have something, a cushion, like you don't go at it with what you, mm-hmm. you know, normally would. Yeah. Um, and now we're in a time where like you can create yourself. Like we're really living in a time more than ever where creating yourself is like accepted and yeah. you can make money off of it or a living or whatever you decide to do or affect people. You can also create yourself working for someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. That is, um, there are infinite possibilities. mm -hmm. 
And I think working for, like, I would never be where I was now if I didn't put in all that time with working for other people. Mm-hmm. And I really, like, put in so much time and, like, had, like, racks of clothes thrown at me and, like, you know, was yelled at all the time. But those contacts that I made doing that now have still shown up in, you know, opportunities that I get now yeah. where somebody ended up along a similar path and said, you're perfect for this. And I was somebody that I worked with, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And that would never have happened had I have just floated on through life and not put in some time like learning, yes. you know? Um, and it's like what I tell if like girls, like younger girls, mm-hmm. um, because I think that generation's like much more like, I just want to start create myself right away. Mm-hmm. And like the, the lessons you learn from working for other people and the relationships you make are invaluable. Yeah. Um, so I think that like people shouldn't be ashamed of not having their own business or not having that because you're learning so much by contributing to somebody else's thing and you bring so much value to that person. Like that's been something, and I know you know this because you hire people all the time, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm like, I need somebody around me, you know, in that sense. And it it feels good to like have like from a employee employer's perspective to like depend on somebody who's amazing like mm-hmm. that is so valuable yes. to growth yes um, for for the employee as well yeah i mean right. it, just like what you're saying you know i wouldn't have a juice bar if i wasn't a juicer right. i wouldn't like it wouldn't have happened for me if i wasn't working alongside someone you know for ten dollars an hour mm-hmm. like carrying 50 pound bags of carrots by myself and making the juice and like slicing off parts of my finger and like dealing with really edgy customers like all of those things are incredibly important and again if I and just like what you're saying if I had shown up to those jobs like I don't give a shit this isn't my business like why does it matter like I don't have to try hard this isn't doing anything for me I would have I would not have um, absorbed the to the magnitude that I did yeah because you learn from trying right you and do. like being present in those experiences yeah being present for sure and like just having the humility and like the humbleness and to like for me you know I, I like I used to move from a place of especially when I was like I wanted to work on tv and all that where I moved from a place of like it was more like me me and mm-hmm. like um, you know, and try and getting like really excited when something good happened to the point where like I was forgetting the basic things. And now I'm like, I'm much more like, not that I wasn't a humble person, but I'm much more grateful and humble about anything now where I'm like, you know, it has to like, I, it's, you still have to stay the path and like, you can't let those things like sway you um, in the good and bad. So, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, like life is like a struggle of finding balance. It is, it is, it just is, it just is balance key. And like, you know, right now is a really abundant time in some ways. Like I have a great person in my life Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to follow things that I love, but there are so many other challenges too that come along with that stuff. And so, you know, if you think that at some point when you reach a certain level, things are going to get easier, (laughs) it definitely is always something that you're going to be challenged by. So you have to learn to live with like adversity and, you know, like sport and movement for me has helped me deal with adversity and like challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, cause when I played, I played lacrosse my whole life and played college lacrosse and like what drove me to go get a job in a magazine was cause I tore my ACL. And at the time I was like, Oh my God, this is terrible. But it opened me up to like a whole new path. So now that I kind of like found that like Saturn return and came back to movement being such a big part of my life, it, those lessons are like so key for me and I thought like it, when I was at this retreat this weekend or last weekend I was in Antigua and these people um 
do these retreats and they, they uh, train actors and actresses to get ready for movies and all of that. But one of their biggest things is like sports psychology as well. And I was like, you know, we forget how important the psychological aspect of working out and meeting your goals is and how much support is necessary because he was the one that was like, Oh, you're giving, you're giving. And he was like, just telling me things that I was like, how did you know that? Like mm-hmm. I had that like slight, like, you know, insecurity there or something like he could just sense it. And And even after leaving that, I found myself like having better habits every day because like somebody had just been there to support me in some way. Yes. And, um, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. It was an amazing. That's big. That's a really big message. It's huge because we're so afraid. (laughs) I think everyone listening to this needs to take a breath right now because you're, you're really providing so much energy. Like, you know, you are always giving up so much energy. Um, and providing it but like that is a huge message it is yeah and it floored me even at the time I was like oh my god like this is why I ended up here this weekend Mm -hmm. I was just like needed this Mm -hmm. and I felt like this huge relief after this guy was like because this really turns back to like the Instagram conversation where people are like you know and I'm being honest here because I think a lot of people think that like everything's so perfect all the Mm -hmm. time but like you know I struggle with that like oh I don't have enough or Mm -hmm. you know it's not like you know I don't have enough comments, my engagements, this and this. And you start to analyze. And he was just like, literally he sat me down and he said, you are valuable. What you are doing is valuable. Mm-hmm. You bring value to somebody of course. and you're a valuable person. Mm-hmm. And like just the basic words, hearing somebody say that to you is, was just like, oh my God, like I can't yeah. believe that, you know, just takes that. Yeah. Like, so surrounding yourself with those people that like light you up in that way is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. It is so important. Yeah. Yeah. You're valuable with nothing. You're valuable just yeah. because you're breathing. Right. Your, your, your importance here is just that of existing and being, mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything. Right. And that's valuable. Yeah. You're, you have value as a person. You mm-hmm. give energy to people or whatever you do in your life has value. If you're mm-hmm. a mother or you're, mm-hmm. you know, a nurse or anything you're doing has, you know, so much value. And so, that's where we're getting so caught up in this conversation. And I really like to talk about it a lot because I think that like, it's so easy for people to be like, you look so successful or you do, you know, and I do it to people too, where like, you're not seeing like what other people have put in or like the journey that other people have been on. And as Mm -hmm. much as like, I find it really difficult because there's a lot of people that will put that out there on social media and that's their whole platform is like using their personal struggles, right? As like trying to reach somebody, Mm -hmm. but like it, that, that like, I can't tell that story. It doesn't like, I can tell it now in this type of really, but I, I don't feel like, I feel like concentrating on a positive message of like visual empowerment and like things that I find is like much more my speed for some reason. It just, that, that message doesn't connect with me. So, um, but for some people that is, that is their Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. and that's great. But like, for some reason, I feel like I'm like concentrating on my struggles all the time doesn't help me get over them as much, you know? And, and so you kind of, and I don't know if it helps other people too, because it's constant, like negative reminder, talk, like, reminder. Oh yeah, I have this. Oh, I have that struggle too. Yes. And but everybody's different. And some people find like a lot of like empowerment in that message. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But for me, like I find empowerment in different messages. And so mm-hmm. I tend to put out that type of different empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> so it's just different, but I think that you're such thing. a life cheerleader. No, I know like go life. But because well, I'm like, I can't dwell on the negative or else I will get pulled down yeah. with it because well, it's also know? like in every moment you're choosing what you're saying and what you're talking about. So if you are choosing to focus on, 
the negative aspect, then right. yes, you are bringing that to light. At the same time, it's not right. Re- it's not saying that that does not exist. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you would be an imbecile to think that ev- anyone with a million face, you know, followers didn't have a struggle. Right. You, I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Everyone is human. Everyone is experiencing. And, and for the people who are only posting about struggles, those people have amazing abundance as well. Right. Exactly. So yeah. like being accepting of that change and that flow. And then, and for me also, like, again, it's, I love you and your content because it's so purely you and you know you you may take a picture of something that is rain and for some people that may be negative and sad Mm -hmm. and dreary and for you it may be light and um just you sharing that because that's what drew your attention and your conscious awareness like that that's beautiful in whatever way that people perceive it it's beautiful because it meant something to you right and that's i think too is like Sometimes I see when somebody breaks out and does something different, you're kind of like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it took, it takes courage to do that. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of like Mm self-awareness to believe so much in your perspective that you're willing to risk putting it out there no matter what. And so, you know, it brings us back to that conversation about having to know that self-awareness in order to do that, you know, and that's, that is a journey. And I think that like, there's a really interesting um, explanation that I read about the word genius and where it comes from like like um, the root word is like genie. So it's like this little fairy would come and like put this idea in your head, but mm-hmm. only like once, in, you know, once in a while. Yeah. So it was like only certain, you know, certain times you're stroked with this like idea and this genius and like it doesn't happen every day. And mm-hmm. we sort of get this pressure that we have to like be geniuses every day, you know, and create something that monumental that like everybody on Facebook is going to run a virally share. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't get shared, then like, Oh, I guess I just wasn't good enough, you know? Mm And, um, and I think like to be able to create something every day before scrolling and getting into that scroll, scroll, scroll is really important. So I'm like, I want to make sure that I create something before I consume, Mm -hmm. you know, because the, the mindless consuming does not get you to your self-awareness goals. Mm -hmm. It just, throws you into a tizzy even more Mm -hmm. so like building that relationship and it's hard you know because social media is such a big thing about what I do with my business but I'm trying to form a healthy relationship with it because scrolling and mindlessness and all that is like it doesn't help you know especially for somebody that's trying to like you know make to share a message and stuff like that so um you know, all these, all these things are important to talk about, but nobody wants to talk about it. There's so many stories about, um, success in social media and success in blogging that like you start to be like, you feel like everybody's successful in mm-hmm. doing something, but you know, nobody really talks about those conversations about like how, how these people, even though they're successful doing what they're doing, um, like Michelle Fawn is a great example of this. Who's like a famous beauty blogger, mm-hmm. beauty vlogger, one of the early Uh, YouTube girls and she just came out and was like I had to take a year off like I was like so I felt so sad because even though I was creating and I was at the top like she was just like not feeling it wasn't her no and Mm -hmm. like I found you know from that story I was like I think thank you somebody's saying that about social media because everybody's got this idea of like I love taking pictures every day and it's so easy to create content it's very difficult to create Mm -hmm. content that is you you know yeah um yes that is you yeah that is you um what is that girl's name? <laughs> She's a famous singer. Oh my God. I'm the worst. What is actresses, I, actors, singer. Yeah. I just like 
you know, Instagram people. Um, she's younger. She has dark hair. She's a singer. Oh, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Okay. <laughs> okay. She just very publicly also, did you read this? Yeah. Yeah. With the like the depression and anxiety and all yes. that. Yeah. Right. From Instagram. From Instagram. Right. So she, I believe, checked herself into a facility where, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the F, because even if it's not alcohol. Right. Instagram is the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's this, yeah. it's this very similar addiction numbing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, checked herself in to basically check in and say like, why am I sad? Yeah. Why am I, right. why am I not happy? I'm at the top of my game. You yep. know, all these things that we've been talking about. And the honest explanation was just that her life became a quota mm-hmm. and, um, and and a game to right. everyone else, right? And and it had no depth and no no meaning to her. Mm-hmm. And so from that time, like after she came out of the facility, she has someone else doing her Instagram for her, right? And that's if that's healthy for her. And that's yeah. the things that you don't, you know, for some. And like I think it's with the creators too, because there's so much about like for me, I'm like I would like to approach Instagram as, you know, or when I work with a collaboration with a brand or something that. Um, you know, I would like to bring value. So like a lot of the partnerships that I do with brands, like they will want the f- to keep the photos to use on their thing. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, in order to like, not just mindlessly promote something or promote whatever, it's like for me to provide val- something valuable and tangible. Like I'm like, I worked on this and you can have it too. And like, that's makes me feel like when I'm putting something out there that like people are valuing it. Mm-hmm. And that is important for me as a creator. Because of the time and the experience. Yeah. Because yeah. right. Because you're like, there's thought behind it. You know, It's like, not it's like thoughtful. you just drove out to the Range Rover dealership and took a picture with a car. Right. You yeah, actually yeah. went on a road trip with. Yeah. Like you're storytelling yes. it, you know, or something like that. And I think that that's like, you know, the, there's, a fine line and trying to navigate that world because mm-hmm. it is so easy. Like I see girls that will pose in the mirror and there's nothing wrong with people that do that at all. It's just not, like it's not me, you know, mm-hmm. to, to selfie is like, I've have a hard time taking selfies. Like I just, I'm like, what is my purpose of putting this out there? Like if somebody sees this picture, yeah. like what is it doing for them that yeah. day? But for some reason, if I put thought into something or I have a story behind it, like I can share it mm-hmm. and it makes sense for me. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, so this me. is where, I think that the important message comes in because so many people are taking selfies. Mm-hmm. Many people are thinking, okay, I can take a selfie. They take a selfie and they post it just like everyone else. Right. It looks great. Their makeup looks amazing. Their hair looks amazing. And they do it day after day after day after day. And then months later, they look at that and they right. recognize the emptiness. Yes. And yeah. it's not, it has nothing to do with it just being a vapid sort of experience. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that there's nothing in it that's inspiring. Right. There's nothing in it that you chose particularly for you. And so it just is that, you know, it's like everyone else is jumping off the bridge and you just went ahead. Just yeah. Everyone right. Else is, and, you just and then you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I just jumped off a bridge. <laughs> right, right. You know? Oh my gosh, where did I get? How did I get here? But having yeah. that experience after the fact is what brings you to a place of like, well, now how do I do it my way? Right. And it is. And that's a very hard place to get to because you almost like it takes a lot of like, you know, sometimes you have to draw back and go, let me let me think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Let me think about how I'm perceiving this because it, things are moving so quickly. And like I find myself sometimes finding 
posting stuff that I'm like, I didn't even think about this. I just was like, yeah. I saw everybody else doing something today. Like holidays are a great example. Like <laughs> the amount of times like people are, you know, it's beautiful to put Mother's Day stuff out and all that stuff. Yeah. It's great. But also at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I just need to do it just to prove to people that like, I love my mom. Like, you know, it's like, like I'm like, what am I doing this for? Like I can, you know, my mom, like I spent time with her on Mother's Day. I felt really good about that. And I did actually like did an Instagram that day and it was great. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, it's, it just gets so crazy. And I think too, like, I'll like all, um, you know, the, the whole idea of it now being so in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you have to sort of like, um, Instagram story and your, you are, the phone is in your face kind of. And I've always been like, oh, I gotta hate that reverse camera on mm-hmm. the iPhone so much. And so, and I was like, everybody just looks so, skin looks so flawless. And like, I was at this um, r- uh, event where like there was this app where like, you know, you run your video through it and it like kind of softens your skin. And so like I was using it on my Instagram stories cause I was like, I can't deal with this like iPhone camera. And one of the, one girl messaged me and was like, your skin looks so flawless. Like, what are you, what is your routine? And I literally was like, here's my routine, but just know that like, I also like ran my video through an app that like makes the video look more beautiful because, you know, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to like mislead somebody, but then I was also like, why am I doing that? You know, like what led me to do that? Because, but I think it's because I don't find comfort in like sharing my, you know, myself, you know, Mm -hmm. not, but like, because I'm like, what is it bringing, you know? So, and you're also just like, you feel like you have to compete on this level Mm -hmm. of like, everybody else looks really flawless, Mm -hmm. but they're also using that too, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it just is weird. The whole thing's weird. (laughs) It just, it is like, it's so strange. Like I, there, you can use social media for a really amazing way, but it also like, I think is important to not get, you know, too caught up in it. Yeah. Um, or try to have like tangible things and, um, like in start businesses and something that's tangible or have something that like, you know, you feel proud of. Yeah. And that's, that's totally great. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you, I gave, guess, you, know? you gave so much information about everything that I was hoping that you would talk about and from such a personal perspective. And I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, I think it's great. just indicative of who you are, which is, um, such an amazing and, uh, interesting and beautiful person. And, um, so we will end like a little bit more, um, fast pace which mm-hmm. like for you like you talk so quickly you have like so much information yeah, and so like, much energy it's the new jersey i love me, it I think. um but we'll we'll do like some quick answer questions just okay. to end so um which book are you reading now oh my gosh uh well i have like a bunch that, that are you're like in the middle open of the I middle know. i just finished um this book when i went to belize this is the one that i finished cover to cover is this the woman that went and spent time in the jungle that i went to her name is rosita arvigo and she wrote a book called uh sastoon um which sastoon is like something that uh the shamans get to like give them their their healing powers and it has to be brought to them like in some way uh anyway her her story is amazing it's so if you're into like medicinal healing and all of that like this you have to read this book wow um, I also am reading an Ashtanga book by Richard Freeman, his new Ashtanga book. I can't remember the name of it, but if you Google Richard Freeman, you'll find it. And I also <laughs> downloaded, um, Tidal, I think it's called, which is about the, um, the tides and like all these stories about how the tides affect different parts of the world and how like the moon and the water and all that work together. And this guy literally cool. speaking of somebody like dropped everything to find their way. Um, just like gave up everything was like I'm gonna write a book and research like tidal effects <laughs> on culture like different things and how it, it anyway yeah so, so interesting <laughs> yeah it is yeah. okay um, 
what is a place that you haven't been that you're looking forward to going? Um, I really want to go to Bhutan uh, and Nepal and that area of the Himalayas for some reason has an energy draw to me. Um, and there is a place in Italy called Eremito, which is this con like it's it's an old convent that they turn into a hotel but it's you have to eat dinner silently so it's like kind of this monk experience but it's luxury like you can go to the spa and do all these things um and like it's all about reconnecting and you can do like um idol portrait idol painting out it's in the middle of tuscany um that's on my list of things to do as well <laughs> i don't know if when i'm when i'm gonna get there but um probably yeah. next week i know i'm like i gotta like <laughs> you know what if you met you know if you like manifest yeah. things yeah. like they tend to come yeah. to you so yeah. putting that out there to the podcast universe <laughs> <laughs> what is the color scheme in your house uh a lot of neutrals i'm like a big person about why i painted all the walls white and i love neutral colors because mm -hmm. i just look i have a problem with switching styles mm -hmm. um like i'll go to someplace like provence and then i want everything farmhouse and then i go to japan and i'm like clean lines <laughs> like i come home so my fiance is like oh my god so it's a bit like eclectic but i'm into and i'm also into like texture and like shells um you know like anything beachy oriented mm -hmm. yeah what is the what is something about you that wouldn't that people wouldn't expect to hear um well I I'm really quite an introvert like I really am like I could never leave the house you know which is weird because what's my rising Sagittarius that makes me wander mm -hmm. so I wander and then I try to come home it's like this endless cycle of my crazy existence um and I also bite my nails um, and I think people don't think that's weird, but, but I've always done it and I can't kick it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and last question, what are you most looking forward to? Um, my wedding. Yeah, I know. Which like, which is crazy, which we're still getting in the midst of getting things together. Um, because you know, I have a, a bad thing of like having a hard time making decisions so and uh and I tend to be really laid back so I'm just like ah, you know so I'm planning a wedding sounds like so much planning and decision making uh but I'm looking forward to that when is the, when is that happening uh we're thinking over New Year's actually um in Mexico is is where we have the place on hold at the moment but we're still waiting to hear back from them um I really really find a lot of energy in the Yucatan uh and it's kind of like our neighbor I feel like here mm -hmm. in New Orleans like mm -hmm. it just I, I'm, they need more direct flights and I, I could live there for sure. And I love like going to all these different little towns. I mean, I love Tulum, but it's definitely grown a lot, but like mm -hmm. all like Valladolid and all the energy of the Yucatan, there's energy there for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I don't even remember the question that you asked me how I got there. Wedding. Oh yeah. The wedding. wedding. Right, right, right. Yes. To. That's why we chose the Yucatan. Yes. We, we love it there. Good. So, yes. um, well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's really been like, I'm, it was so amazing when I heard, you know, or when I saw your email come through because it's so good to connect with you. And I'm so glad we got this chance to like talk over things and like we have so much in common. So, so I'm really happy to have uh, been able to like reach your audience and, um, and just talk about some of these things that yeah. hopefully bring people um, happiness and creativity. You're so inspiring. Um, everyone who is interested in getting in touch with you what's a good way to do that um i guess we'll have to uh, instagram your, you can follow instagram me on Lindsay Calla or mm -hmm. my my website uh Callen motion and you can contact me through my email through like the, my website page Perfect. so anybody that has any follow-up questions i'm happy to to chat so wonderful so, thank you thanks again yeah Lindsay. you're such an amazing person so <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much <laughs> all right bye, everyone bye <laughs>